Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. We are Chen and Jane, the hosts of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer podcast. Tonight, it is just Jane and I. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so blessed. So just as like a good kind of housekeeping role, every second week, we're going to be doing a guest episode and we're going to have some amazing guests on. And then the opposite week, it's just us two. And we're just going to chill and chat. That should be our new phrase. Chill and chat. Chill and chat. Chill and chat with Jen and Jane. <laughs> CNC with J and J on the CNC podcast. Okay, that sounds like a riddle. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I mean, we're recording earlier this week. We usually record on Thursdays. It's Tuesday because it is Jane's husband's birthday coming up. And so it's only been a couple days since I've talked to you. So what has been new? What is going on in your world? Oh my gosh. Okay. So much has happened, Jen, since I last spoke to you. First off, I watched the interview with Oprah. Did you watch that? I haven't yet. I missed it and then I couldn't find it, but I have like a YouTube link that I have to watch. No, just download the global app. Okay. And it's right on there and until Sunday is when it's getting taken off. So if you are hearing this and you haven't watched it yet, just download that app. It's very good. Okay. As a British citizen. Of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was very good. So I watched that. That was like my Super Bowl. My husband's very into sports. And so Super Bowl for him is literally like the event of the year. That was mine. Mm-hmm. Um, that was so good and so interesting and very sad. Sidebar, where are you from in England? I'm from Cambridgeshire. Okay, so like, like for people that don't know. Okay. So I always think that England looks like a kangaroo in the weirdest way. But okay. it's got like the big butt. And then it's got the long legs down at the bottom and I'm in the big butt. Okay. If that makes any sense. It's in the east. is it from London? Mm, Driving time, like two and a half hours, but it's northeast of London. Okay. So I'm in Cambridgeshire. It just sounds so majestic and like royal. No, (laughs) not my area. Oh my goodness. Well, I mean, like for somebody who's from Calgary, it sounds pretty royal to me. (laughs) My mother would like to think that she is the queen herself. Um, We call her the the Oreo queen. Oh, 100% the Oreo (laughs) queen. Um, But that's just, that's just my family. (laughs) But yeah, so anyway, so I watched the interview. That was my really big thing and I loved it. That's my child. I'm so sorry, guys. Real life right here. Mm-hmm. She's tired. Um, but then I got I got a waist trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all good. I'm so sorry, listeners. She just is tired. Anyway, so I got a waist trainer this week as well, you guys. So Jen will know this, but most of our listeners won't. But after I had my baby, I went straight back to the gym. And I was loving it. I was recording it every day. Do you remember that? I was uh-huh. like, hey, it's day 15. I'm back at the gym. Sorry to be annoying, but this is how I'm keeping track. Uh-huh. 
Well, then lockdown happened again and they shut the gyms down again. So I went and got a waist trainer to help me while I'm back at the gym just to cinch everything in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to burn calories because you're sweating? So this particular one is a sauna waist trainer. <laughs> so it's supposed to like... <laughs> make you really hot under there and uh, make you sweat so that when you're working out, it's not only helping like you train your waist, but then it's helping burn more calories. Okay. I don't feel like I'm burning calories. It's hot under there, mm-hmm. but um, I just feel like a stuffed sausage. <laughs> That's about it. Oh my gosh. I love you. Oh, I it, it was pretty fun trying to shove everything. Did you like, require assistance? A hundred percent. I like go up to my husband and I'm like, yeah, I can't do this up. I think I got the wrong size. And he's just like, blinking at me, like trying to pull me together. It's just like a less classy version of tightening someone's wedding dress. A hundred percent. Cause it's done up in the front as well. So you're right in their face. Oh my gosh. I love it. And we've talked about this, but like, you're not a small chested woman. So there's probably a lot to lift up in order. (laughs) Yes. Right now I look like I should be in Bridgerton. Oh my gosh. Have you watched that yet? I've watched a couple episodes. Yep. Only a couple, Jen. Okay. I get it that you're busy, but sometimes you need to take some time (laughs) to watch things. Ask me documentaries about like serial killers and murderers. I've watched them all. Okay. I tried to watch that one that you suggested. I don't even remember the name of it. Yeah, my account wouldn't let me. So I don't think someone was watching more than one at the same time. Okay, yeah. But that's on my list. It's so good. There's like a whole podcast episode from, I feel like CBC. And it was called like Escaping. It's almost like the Scientology kind of cult. But it's about Nexium, And it's about this like, guy i cannot even remember his name um but he basically created this cult where these women and people would help build this huge company and get like sashes for like certain levels of recruitment but they like give their life to nexium it's like absolutely insane and then it actually turned into like the deeper you got it was like a sex cult oh my gosh it's crazy and so this whole documentary on what is it on you said stars stars i think it's on stars um and if you have a disney plus subscription which i'm sure we all do you now get stars through disney plus yeah it's awesome i've been watching all those uh like rom-coms that i love like the other women yeah oh my word love that And then what did I watch last night? I just kind of have them on in the background, but the proposal. Mm, Love me some Sandy B. Love her. Who? Sandra Bullock. Oh, I was thinking the other one with the Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) Made in Manhattan. Yeah, that's the the wedding planner. Made in Manhattan. You just know all of them. (sighs) I'm a romantic person. (laughs) I love them. I'm not a cheesy. The thing is, is in my real life, I'm like, that's cheesy. And then I do like a fart noise. But like, I love them for the movies. I'm like, yeah, it's just. They're good, like mindless kind of like, let's just yeah. dive into a movie. Yeah. yeah Did you like, see the thing I shared in my story today? No. It was the reel of this like man dressed up as a woman and a man. And he's like pretending to be the wife. 
and the husband and the wife's like, he's got a wig on and he's like eating popcorn. I think I talked about this last week, but I just shared it again today. And like the whole documentary is on in the background. It's like, and then they found her torso in the woods and the husband's looking at her. He's like, should I be worried? Like what in the world? It's just so funny. I'm like, that's me for sure. A hundred percent. I'm sure my husband's like slightly worried that he won't wake up one day. No. Oh my gosh. Well, if you don't put the dishes away, you might not. Yeah, I right? agree. Um, okay. What else happened? Anything else that you want to chat about? Um, I'm trying to think what else happened this week. Uh, I can just think of TV specials that I watch because I watch Murder <laughs> Among the Mormons as well. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So we never finished talking about the Oprah special. Do you want to like give your favorite pointer about oh. like, what you learned? Here's my, here's what I'll, I, I think people should watch it because I think it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that she was faking it. The world mm-hmm. is very divided on if, like, she's an actress. Yeah. So maybe she's just acting. I think it's very divided. But I will say that for someone to come forward and she talks, so she talks about how she had suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. Big advocate right here for mental health, both of us are. And so when someone comes forward saying that they had so suicidal ideation, that's not something you joke about. No. And I think she would know the severity of trying to joke about that for clout and for for sympathy and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that her coming forward and expressing that took major courage. Mm-hmm. And I think that Harry, realizing that his wife is in a toxic situation, has told him, I cannot be alone. I, mm-hmm. I have a plan and I will do it. I think that was very brave. Um, and for him to then, because when you receive that news that someone you love and care for is going through that, you almost, you can go a few different ways, but some people will just go into denial. Mm-hmm. This isn't happening um, because they don't see their life planned out like that. It's not something they plan for. And so the fact that he saw that and took it seriously as he should have, and they went and tried to get help and they didn't get the help they needed. So he said, let's bounce, like, let's get out of here. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it was his call to leave. It wasn't hers. I'm sure she had some say. It's her life too. Mm-hmm. But he was like, my wife is in danger here. I need to yeah. get her the help. Yeah. And he took her out of there. I think that's very admirable. And I think that that right there is just one testament to what a kind of husband he is. That yeah. he he needed to protect the woman he loved and she wasn't being protected. The British media is a nasty thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a secret. Mm-hmm. And he saw it happening to his mom. He he knows uh-huh. and to be honest do we really believe that her her death was just a car accident yeah, i don't yeah, buy yeah. it there's a lot of again i haven't watched it but i would say from everything i'm reading and just like my all-time vibe and i've like i've watched the crown i'm obsessed with that show yeah like it, it needs to come back with a new season and then i've watched a million diana documentaries yeah and i really do feel like a lot of Meghan markle is emanating diana right? Like there's just so many similarities and Mm -hmm. like, she is an outsider. Like if you watch, if you really want like a good dive into like, I guess the Royal family, I think the crown is a really, really good example, but specifically pay attention to Diana. Cause you can just like watch, even though I know it's like an actor, like an actress, yeah. but you can watch her like deteriorate. She just like gets beat down and beat down and beat down. Yeah. It's funny looking back, like I was, it was in 97 when she died. So I was nine. Mm -hmm. I remember that very, very clearly. 
Mm-hmm. I remember the day that she died because it was interrupting my nine-year-old morning cartoons. <laughs> it was all over the TV. And I remember my mum coming coming downstairs mm-hmm. and just standing there crying, like hand over her mouth in shock. Um, and the, the whole country wept. And I remember at nine years old seeing the boys walk behind Mm. a coffin mm-hmm. and everything and just being so grateful that my mum was here mm-hmm. um because harry's only a couple years older than me mm-hmm. he was young when he lost her for sure yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's he's the same age as my brother who people actually think that he looks like him which is funny we would always he's, get he's your ginger brother one of what well, there's two ginger brothers but he's one of them yeah but people always think he looks like prince harry he's had that his whole life mm. um not that that makes my brother anything <laughs> compared to Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah. In that, but you know, you know. Um, yeah. But it, it also crazy. comes down to like I, from the outside looking, and what do I know? But I would say Prince Charles is not a very empathetic father. Like he's like as cold as stone. He portrays that, doesn't he? Yeah, like I mean, does. what goes on between closed doors? But if you even watch, like, you know, The Crown, and you see like Prince. Prince Charles, yeah, Prince Charles growing up, like his dad was awful to him. So if you don't, I haven't watched it. You have to watch the crown, especially having like grown up in the UK. Like it's just, it's crazy to me. And like, okay, first of all, did Prince Philip die? Is he still alive? He's still alive. He's in hospital. Is he still in hospital? Okay. I saw that. And some, there was a meme that went around the other day and it was like, can we talk about his skin color? Yeah, he's he's so sick. He's, he's got so like the darkest sick. circles you've ever seen. Well, and can we, and he's not English. He's oh, he's, he's Greek. Not. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was the Prince of Greece. I'm, I'm like, I'm ninety percent sure that I'm right on that. Was he? Oh, he was, a, but he wasn't born in Greece. Google oh. it, because if you watch oh. the Crown, I'm just referring to the Crown all the time. I feel like he was given that title, but his family wasn't from Greece. His family was like he grew up in Germany, I think. Went to school there. Um, um no, he was born in Greece. Cor- Mon I'm so butchering this. Corfu, Greece. He was Prince Andrew of Greece and Denmark. No, that was his dad, sorry. Mm. <laughs> Terrible. I'm like, what? But um Yeah, he was. He was born Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark. And he was born in Greece. Crazy. That is what Google is telling me. Yeah. But he was educated in France, Germany, and the UK. Yeah. And then he joined, I'm just giving you the Wikipedia here, the British Royal Navy. Um, And he started writing to her when she was, oh, when she was 13. Mm -hmm. While he was 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like is a really, really good show, and it like depicts their life completely. Uh, I just, I, I should watch it. I should. My mom loves that show, so I should really. Hi, mom. She actually listened to us. Oh my gosh, I love it. No, honestly, it is such a good show, and there's like binge seasons you can listen to. And now we're waiting on the new one. It ended. I think I finished it like a month ago. And I was this like, was about Charles and Diana, wasn't it? it ended. The motorcycle gang is back. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're back. <laughs> the one motorcyclist where he's just going to make a cameo every single podcast episode. That's so oh, funny. Oh my gosh. I cannot. And we're even later than last time. I know. That's so funny. Just They're here. 
nighttime ride. Um, <laughs> so the last episode ended right before she passed away. Of course, like that. Oh, they haven't weird. done the crash. No, they really go into detail. Like it was such a toxic had, marriage. Oh, so bad. But she had no way out. No, no way out because, like, I don't even think back then it was even an option to leave. No. I mean, obviously, I get that Charles will be next for mm-hmm. the throne. I get that. Obviously, Harry's like, dude, <laughs> I'm like so far down, right? Like, obviously, yeah. it would be Charles and then it would be William, right? Yeah. Like, Harry's yeah. like, Phew. like, William's what, a couple years older? Yeah. And you have to remember, William was bred for this. He has been trained to be king from day one, whereas Harry wasn't. Yeah. Right. Harry, even even here in Calgary, I don't know if you remember back like, oh, gosh, this was so long ago. Before Cowboys reopened, when Cowboys, the, the bar was, I think it was on 12th. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got banned from there. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Yeah, like he was the party boy. He was always in the tabloids because he was the party boy and he wasn't doing what royals should be doing. And Mm. then he joined the military and he kind of shaped up. But then again, at the same time, British military do have a party reputation when they're not on duty as well. So he kind of, I'm getting really English. I can hear it (laughs) because I'm talking about my country. Oh my gosh, I love it. (laughs) But um he didn't have the same expectations that no. Will had. Will went to St. Andrews um, University, which is a very prestigious university in Edinburgh, mm-hmm. in Scotland. Um, he knew he had to have a top-notch education. He knew he had to find a top-notch girl. And he he did. I love Kate Middleton. I'm a big Kate Middleton fan. Yeah. Um and he found that in her. And so she also knew this was going to be a king. Mm-hmm. And I remember people talking about how Kate Middleton was like such a, like, oh, she's a commoner. He married a commoner. Just that like his so- mom. And I'm like, well, she was never a commoner, though. She always had a status. Who? Diana. Oh, she's okay. always had a status, a status. Sorry. Well, she was the daughter of someone who was quite like high up, right? Exactly. Now, Kate Middleton, she wasn't. And she wasn't a commoner when I think about it. I'm like, mm, she wasn't. She wasn't like a duchess or something like that. But she, she had, and I don't even think she had a status to be honest. But she had a different way of life than I had. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't just your plain Jane. And she yeah. like she yeah. always had something, but she also then went to school to a very prestigious school. For those who don't know about St. Andrews, think of like Yale and Harvard and Princeton that mm-hmm. you have in the States, the Ivy Leagues. That's what you're comparing it to. Mm-hmm. So you had a higher education, you have um you're gonna be competing with Oxford, with Cambridge, those kind of universities. And so like she went there. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't just no offense, this is not a knock on community college. I've done it myself, but she didn't go to your average community college. She yeah. went to a prestigious one. So she, you were going to meet people who had a higher status anyway. So she knew that going into it. Whereas when in the interview with Megan, we're really going on a rant, but when Megan went on um, the Oprah interview and she said, I didn't really know much about them because in her mind, she was around celebrities all the time anyway, but mm-hmm. she then learned be, once they were married, oh, this isn't just a celebrity. This is a whole thing that she's gotten into. Yeah. Yeah, just they very different. Those boys had very, very different lives. But I guess just like I, I get why they left for multiple reasons. Oh, yeah. But I feel like had Diana married the younger brother of Charles, not that he, does he have one? 
Yeah, he does. What's his name? Isn't it Andrew? Oh, yes. Right. And Andrew was kind of his keys bucket. (laughs) Yeah. Funny how, you know, all this crap's going down with Andrew and the scapegoating everything on Megan. Oh, yeah. There was just three though, right? Charles, the daughter. I cannot remember her name either. Anne. Yes, Queen Anne or Princess Anne. Yeah. Um, And she was more of a rebel. Like, have you ever, like, again, if you watch The Crown, you really see, like, she wanted nothing to do with, like, being a princess. Yeah, my mom told me about that. Yeah. She does like to tell me about The Crown. Yeah. And keep telling me I need to watch it. Mm-hmm. I should really watch it. But She um, was more of just, like, she loved horses and, like, all of the things. Mm-hmm. And uh, she just, same thing, like, once the first born, and it sounds so silly, but, like, let's just say you and you and your husband are royalty, like Lexi already has her life planned out for her. Yeah. She's going to be queen. And like Reagan's kind of like, all right, well, <laughs> clearly I'll be a princess and that's cool. It's fine and dandy, but like, you don't have a role for me within, yeah. right? They want to do what they want to do. Well, you even look at Queen Elizabeth and her sister. Yeah. Her sister was like rambunctious and like did all of the things. And it's because like, there isn't a role there. So I see why Harry left. I like, there's so many yeah. reasons. I know we've gone on such a Royal tangent. Oh my gosh. Just watch it's the what crown. the world's talking about right now. That's true. It really is. Yeah. And to end this little thing, <laughs> I think what happened with Megan, I do believe what she said. I do. Yeah. I think we can all kind of see how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, the media in any country can be volatile Mm -hmm. and um i'm just glad that she's managed to find help she is safe she's Mm -hmm. having a little girl they announced Mm -hmm. they were having a little girl which i think is amazing and she's got she's found someone in her life who is putting her above all above an entire country Mm -hmm. what more could you ask for she literally found her prince who is there to help her when she can't help herself and so i think that that is just a wonderful thing. Yeah. And I, th- I think if more people had support like that, the world would mm-hmm. be a little bit of a brighter place, to be honest. I agree. And I do think that, like, you have to think about it from their perspective. I don't know. Are they living in Canada? Is that their no, thing? No, they're in LA. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. They're um, only here for a few months. But I don't think her parents would have had a relationship with the kids if they would have stayed in the UK. It would have been harder it would have been almost impossible yeah. and they would have had to have jumped through like so many hoops. So again, like obviously the Royal family can see their great grandchildren whenever they want to. Yeah. Right. But you have to think about like Megan's parents. Yeah. Right. They're probably very thankful that they are going to have a relationship with these two kids. Right. Uh, possibly. Um, since that coming out, Megan's dad has been in the media mm. and not for positive reasons, but mm. she has a great relationship with her mother mm. and I'm only knowing, I don't know, Megan. Hey, Megan, what's up? <laughs> but like, I don't know her. So I can only go off of what I've seen and what I've put together and come to with my own, own conclusions. But it does appear that her and her mother have a wonderful relationship. And now this is also giving her mother the opportunity to see her grandson mm-hmm. and now her granddaughter when she arrives. Totally. Um, and it's a lot easier to see them if you're in the same country, um, especially when the royal family will obviously have, they have more leeway than most people because if they want something, they can get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have the means, they have planes, they can jump on a plane and fly over if they need to. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. 
Um, okay. So do you want to dive into the first topic? Or would yeah. you need to do that? What topic? What one? We have a few. Well, you choose. You you go to town. Let's talk about social media. Okay. And um bless <laughs> you. Um, can everybody just say bless you to Jane's husband? Bless you, Zach. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about We just talked about like if I did that, I would have peed my pants. Yeah, because you've had children. That's now what happens when you have kids. Your bladder is no longer. Like I've used like that since I've had kids because I'd be afraid I would have to wear a diaper. Just <laughs> oh my gosh, people are going to be like, "Oh, let's not ever talk to Jen again." Just, just if she sneezes, make sure that you've got your your wellies on. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, let's talk about it. So, Jen, a few weeks ago, I really want to talk about this, and it's been something I've been dying to talk about. Um, so, a few weeks ago, Jen posted on social media on her instagram you posted a reel uh-huh. of you and you were lip syncing to a song uh-huh. and you talked about community over competition uh-huh. i can't remember exactly what you said but it was something like you say that you're for community over competition but uh, how did you edit it was like do, are you really do you even know what that means and so i want to talk about what that actually what community over competition actually looks like because um we hear it so much throughout social media, throughout business to business. Oh, we hear it all the time. I know we come from a photography place, um, primarily you and me, but we also both do have other businesses uh-huh. that we do. It's not just our photography work. They're actually very different from that. And um, we hear community over competition all the time. It's almost always when someone wants to get kind of like on the same page as you, uh-huh. like I support you, community over competition, right? They want something for it. Yeah, 100%. Do you mm-hmm. remember, can you pull up what you said? Yeah, I have the reel up here. Um, and it's so the little verbiage box that I had was um, community co- community over competition is something that everyone claims, but it's up to you to show it, um, which is so true. Like, and it, it, I mean, I wouldn't say I went viral, but like it had like 2,500 views and a lot of them being local people and businesses, not just photographers, but just industry-wide. Um, and it got shared quite a bit because people felt it to their core. Like you can say your community over competition. It's almost like what, like as photographers, we want like these badges from wedding photography websites or magazines or whatever. Like we want this community over competition badge. We want to do what we can to like, grab it, be able to use it, but like showing it and saying it are two very different things. And like, for me, again, not to toot my own horn, but like, I am community over competition. If you're a newbie and you have a question, message me, I will absolutely help you. I'll phone call you. I'll zoom you, whatever. Like I'm here for you and I'm here to help you grow. Yeah, absolutely. So what, so in your other business, so for those that don't know, Jen makes bracelets. It's a shop called Holt Cash Love. Mm-hmm. Or is it just whole cash love? Dot shop, yes. Dot shop. That's the Instagram. <laughs> um, she makes these absolutely beautiful bracelets. I wear mine. I'm not wearing mine right now, but I honestly do wear them daily. You do wear it every day, yeah. Yeah, I love them. They have my children's names on it. I think they're absolutely stunning. And they they have lasted a very long time. Yeah. They haven't tarnished or anything. I'm highly impressed because I am not careful with my jewelry yeah. at all. Like mm-hmm. I don't take it off when I'm showering. I don't take them off when I'm sleeping. Yeah. Um I just, I, you know, I bang around and some mm-hmm. people are very careful. I'm just not that way. Yeah. And um, I know that there's a lot of people who became makers during COVID, mm-hmm. during this dreaded COVID-19. Um, 
Do you have any, um, did you feel that in that community, in the jewelry community, mm-hmm. that it was community over competition? What did that look like for you? Was that, was that something that you even like in the small shop others? world? In the small shop world, or even in the in the bracelet makers? Yeah, I mean, I would say no one patents how you make a bracelet. Like we all knot them the same. We all use the same string, the same beads. Um, and so I think that like you can take an idea and twist it and make it into something that's unique to you. Um, I think that there is definitely competition in like, oh my gosh, I love this person's stuff. I'm going to buy exactly the same stuff and copy them. That in itself is not okay. Um, But I also think that when I say community over competition in any industry, but even specifically within like bracelets and stuff, I think that you need to look around and like see who's within your local area, citywide, province-wide, countrywide, and try not to copy them. There are so many ideas in the world, like you can be unique. Um, And so I think that like when I looked at bracelets, I learned how to make them like from a YouTube video. I'm just that person. That was like, oh, okay. Um, and I didn't I do that at the time. I didn't patent the idea. I literally watched somebody else's YouTube video. Right? Um, yeah, it's a bracelet. Like, it's a bracelet. It's a bracelet. <laughs> it's literally exactly the same as like Tiffany, except Tiffany obviously has like 925 silver and a metal chain. It's yeah. exactly the same, right? So I think that within that world, first of all, the small shop world can be catty. Um, oh gosh. Yes. But, but so can any industry. And I think that it is up to you to like hold your head up high and just like stay above the drama and the cattiness that could take place in any industry. Um, and just be different, be unique and just try to stand above the crowd. And for me at this particular second, when I started it in April of last year, um, so again, photography kind of stopped and I was like, hmm. yeah. I, I, you know me, Jane, I function at a very high capacity. Yeah. I need to be doing something 24 seven, right? Like today I did not stop moving, running errands, grabbing things. I just did a live like 15 minutes before we hopped on here. Like, and after yeah. this I will be editing and then I will probably wash my floor at midnight. And then I work You're on the energizer time. bunny. <laughs> You totally are. But, Love but it. I, I don't know if you're the same way, but like when I am on a roll, I just have to like continue going. Cause otherwise oh, I sit yeah. on the couch and I'm done. I'm stuck on TikTok and the world is over. The, yeah. The minute it's happening for me, if I, if I get distracted in any way, I'm screwed. Mm-hmm. If I sit down, it's like my body just shuts down. Mm-hmm. So I like, I have to go, go, go until yeah. I run out. So I get it. Yeah. So for me, like photography wasn't allowed. And so there was, you know, I would say we were shut down for probably like a month. And then the, I don't know if they were like worldwide, but we had something called a porch mini and they popped up and there was, um, Neil Zimmer. Is that his name? I don't, don't there's a local photographer who basically like started the porch mini. Um, and so you basically were standing at like a city curb and you were taking pictures of this family on their porch and whatever attire they wanted to wear. And so for me, that was like, I would do them a couple times a week. And that's like, you obviously route your schedule, you yeah. wouldn't like pinball across the city, but like, you know, you do the Southeast in the morning and then around lunch, you do the Southwest and then it's a full day. And by the time you get home, you're like, now I have so many photos to edit. So after that kind of died down, it would say, I was, would say it was like probably three weeks or so of those. Um, I was like, what else can I do? So I just one day decided to start a bracelet shop in and the middle it- of COVID. And it took right off, didn't it? It did. And I think it's because like, 
I, again, did my research. I didn't just like start it one day and whatever, but like no one was making the name bracelets for people. People were making bracelets, pretty bracelets, gold bracelets, whatever. Um, But no one was making them personalized to people, you know, like for your daughters. Yeah. Lexington and Reagan. Okay. Like no one that you could search, you would, you would have had to get them from the States is kind of where they would come from. So I just saw a niche and ran with it. And, um, I, I had a lot of great people from my photography come over. They kind of want to support me in all my avenues. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, it was, it took off for sure. Definitely. And I want to touch about how, like, I know this, because obviously we talk all the time, but you actually reached out to a fellow now, this is true. This is, for me, the definition, this interaction mm-hmm. is the perfect definition of what actually community over competition means. Mm-hmm. But take out the transaction and you'll understand that in a second, guys. But we're going to take that out. So you had an idea for a bracelet and mm-hmm. I remember you were worried mm-hmm. how it would be perceived. Mm-hmm. And because you realized after you had made the bracelet, you'd photographed the bracelet, you were about to post about it mm-hmm. and realized, crap, mm-hmm. it's other local bracelet maker who is lovely. Mm-hmm. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, was also making similar. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you reached out to her, didn't you? I did. Yeah. What was that like? Um, so just to kind of preface this other company is incredible. Amazing. I have nothing but amazing things to say about her. Um, but she uses gold filled beads. (laughs) If you're in the jewelry world, gold filled beads are a little bit more expensive to get. And obviously your price point is going to be a little bit higher. And so I was in a local bead store. I support one of our local bead stores and it's like all these cute little old ladies. And I just love going in there. Like they're just the sweetest there. And in a time where like all these stores are shutting down. I was like, I need beads. I want to support this, this store. So they know me by name. They're so sweet. So I go in there and I'm like, okay, I tell them like, obviously I I don't want gold filled beads because I don't want to compete with another amazing shop. I don't want to take anything away. And so they suggested to me a bead called hematite. Yeah. Which hematite looks like a gold filled bead. And so just to like clarify the bracelets that I make, which which are just gold plated look exactly the same as the gold filled or hematite. Um, It's just in how they wear and last longer. So if you were to wear, yeah, like gold plated will tarnish eventually and you'll just get a new bracelet, but the price point is way lower than a gold filled bead. Um, And so anyways, they recommended this hematite bead, which is actually a stone underneath the gold plate. But she did say that the plate takes a lot longer to tarnish. And so she's like, you could try these. They'll last longer than the gold plated. And I was like, perfect. So I took them home and I was just playing around making a set for myself. And they do, I don't know if you guys remember like the Tiffany ones, they were like, I'm going to sound weird to say, but like the big bald <laughs> Tiffany ones. No, I know exactly. The minute yeah. you said it, I was like, I, I, my sister has one. Like, I don't think Tiffany made them in gold, but in silver they silver. did. Yeah, they were. And I think my aunt has like a real one, um, but they were like the big, silver balls, basically. (laughs) Obviously I didn't have a Tiffany heart, but I made one and I was like, oh, these are super pretty. And I was like, oh, I remember sending a picture to Jane and I was like, these are really pretty. They kind of resemble Tiffany, Jane said. And then it just clicked. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you know who else they look like? And I panicked and I was like, you're right. I had photographed this picture and I was like, these are beautiful. People will love them. Um, And so I decided to message this other shop which I was like panicking. I'm like, she's going to think I copied her. Like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking. I'm like, I don't have to sell them. Like, I do not want to be that person. And so I messaged her and this is where it comes. You can tell she is like me 
because it could have been received very differently. Mm -hmm. She could have received my message in a very different way and it could have gone very differently. She could have been like, how dare you? Um, I have a non-disclosure, like you can't make a bracelet that even resembles mine. Like it could have gone very differently, but instead she is an amazing human. And she messaged me and she's like, first of all, you are so sweet to even message me. Most people wouldn't. And so I think just me being that upfront person was very beneficial in the long run. Um, and then we talked about it and I explained like how I was just playing around, explained like what the beats were had told me. And obviously she didn't get her beats from there and stuff. And so we were talking and she's like, all the power to you. Like if I can support you in any way, I will. And that in itself was like so refreshing because that doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. No. And so I was like, you are such a sweetheart. And so that second we ended our little like Instagram chat, I went to her website. I purchased a bracelet at full price just to support her. And then I picked it up locally in Oak Tokes. And when I picked it up, there was like another bracelet that was included in it. And there was like a handwritten note and she didn't need to do any of this. And it was like a little tiny rose gold bracelet with like tiny little marble hearts. And she was like, just from our heart to heart last night, I thought this would be like the sweetest little gesture. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're just the sweetest human. Um, And so because of that, I don't know if she knows this or not, but her company, I'm just going to shout it out because obviously we're talking positive things, but her company is called Rosie Joan and she named it after her grandma. And so in light of all of our conversations and stuff, I decided to name that set of three bracelets, which are all the hematite ones. Um, The Elsa set, which is funny enough, that was my grandma's name. I know that she's a frozen character. So just in like, you know, support of her, I was like, what a beautiful idea. Like I'm going to name this set after my grandma just as a way to like honor her kindness and her sweetness and stuff. But yeah, like it could have gone so differently. It could have. And you didn't even have to, that's why I said earlier was take the transaction out of it because you didn't even have to go on there and purchase. When we say community over competition, we're not saying you have to buy from us. You, we have to buy from every local vendor. We have to take pictures with every single other shop uh, with other photographers. It's nothing like that. But that's why I said, like, let's take that out of it. Well, that's not what we're on about. But the mm-hmm. fact that you did that and then she recognized that mm-hmm. was such a beautiful moment. And I think yeah. I've had the complete opposite with that happen. Yeah. Um, with my shop and so I just that right there was like the most true testament to what community over competition is Mm -hmm. because not only did you support each other um with money obviously but just with being like you do you girl and I'm here to have your back yeah totally right because most people it needs to be paid forward more Yes, that doesn't happen. And I like to think that it would happen, um, especially when we see like um, all these small shop markets that are happening now, especially because it's all online. Mm -hmm. I love to think that that could happen. But unfortunately, there is still a dark side and there is still more work to do. Yeah. And I think I think we've got a long way to go to understand the true meaning of community over competition. Yeah, I agree. And I think that just the reason I mean, not everybody's capable of being this like open to it, I guess. It's just not in some people's brainwave. Um, but I think being photographers, we've seen because it's really dark within photography. That's just like a really open thing. Like some people just like if, if I was to message Jane and say, hey Jane, like your work is beautiful. Like, do you have any pointers for a newbie? I know Jane would message me immediately with like a few pointers and she'd be like, keep doing it, keep shooting, keep doing you. Um But like I did that when I was first starting out 14 years ago and I did not get that response. And so I think that if you get that cold response, it flips you 
And you're like, I don't ever want to make somebody feel icky like that. Right. And that's in any shop. So talk about honeydew. Okay. So I own a woman's online boutique called honeydew shop or on Instagram. Give me a follow. Shameless plug. (laughs) Um, But I remember when I started out, um, I was instantly met with backlash. Uh I had wonderful people who supported and I'm forever thankful for that. Uh Um, But sometimes the loudest voices are the meanest ones. Uh And that's exactly what happened. Uh Um, And instead of silencing them, I let them amplify. Uh And that was not okay. And what was happening is people were talking smack, saying, who does she think she is starting a boutique she thinks she has any fashion sense and if you see me right now you would say no she does not have any fashion sense but what i worked in retail for a very long time mm-hmm. i i know and that's no one's place to make that call and fat and fashion really is in the eye of the wearer yeah right it's whatever you feel comfortable in. and that's what my boutique was about was about being cute and comfy because we were we're in a pandemic yeah. and i was sick of like <laughs> ugly pajamas. I was like, we need some cute loungewear. And, um, I got a lot, a lot, a lot, like a lot of hate. Um, and what people didn't realize is that this idea was brewing for a very, very, very long time before COVID happened. So I got, I got told all the time and I still hear it now. And it's very frustrating to be told, Oh, you're just a COVID shop. Uh-huh. You won't stand the test of time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You haven't been here long enough. Yeah. And I know I'm not the only, I'm using it bunny quotes, but like COVID shop yeah. who has started during this pandemic yeah. and who's trying to make it during this pandemic yeah. um, and who wants to stay past it. And um, it was very disheartening. And even now I still hear it. And it just uh-huh. now inside of me, it just angers because these are other small shop business owners who were, who were trying to tear down those that have come up. And what they don't realize is COVID actually gave me an opportunity uh-huh. that I would not have taken. Uh-huh. So I was on bed rest with my last pregnancy. And that's when I started to do the work. Uh because there was nothing else to do. It was something I wanted to do. And I was like, I was at home. I was in bed with a laptop. So I was emailing and I was Googling and I was um, paying fees Uh to check out sites as a vendor Uh because you can't just look at a wholesale site with uh-huh. and get the actual pricing without that. And I was sending off applications for licensing. Uh-huh. And when COVID happened, um, and I had my baby, my husband turned to me and said, if you don't do it now, you won't, you'll never do it. Yeah. You'll never take that risk. Yeah. And so I felt like I had nothing to lose. And so I thought very naively that every, everyone would be very supportive. All hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. And instead I was met like, and I'll say this again, I had amazing support and I have a very good support system. But like I said, the meanest voices were the loudest. And here's, here's the biggest thing you can know, guys. If you're going to talk smack about someone to someone else, it always comes out. Uh-huh. I knew within 24 hours what was being said about me. Uh-huh. And these people were then trying to almost like get me to say something negative about those shops and their businesses back. And you best believe I knew if I said something to them, it would get back to them. 
people people love we just did it with Megan and Oprah people love the tea and um I just I knew that my instant reaction was to be like well that she's just a nasty girl and I wanted to say smack back but I had to take a step and be like well actually no I admire their business model I admire their customer base and how they are with their customers they might not appreciate that now I'm I'm now here on the market too but I had to like keep reminding myself that they've done something right yeah right don't Um, you think though that like the more you know clothing shops photographers bracelet shops that come into the industry are we not lifting the industry up as a whole because let's just say you and I are photographers and we host a workshop okay pun there will be something in the works one day but (laughs) but let's just say we host a workshop and there's 10 or 12 photographers that come they pay for the workshop they learn from us and they're ready to take their business like skyrocketing does that not lift up our entire industry now because they're now being taught and like taken under someone's wings I feel like that is a more like less hostile environment I feel like we're all holding hands and singing kumbaya, but like we're all in the same mindset. We all know what we want. We know how to get there. We know how to be kind versus us all struggling and stumbling in the dark to find our place. Yeah. And there are people out there who are doing that in all these industries. And I'm so thankful for them because they're making people who are coming into the industry not get so scared on their feet and not doubt themselves. Unfortunately for me, I wasn't met with that. Yeah. I wasn't from other people in this industry, even, even now, I still hear about it. Guys, if I get told one more time, I'm just a COVID shop, I'm going to lose it. On that note, there was a quote I heard and I have to share with you. Okay. Because we were talking today about what we're going to talk about. Now, I love Jasmine Starr, right? Shane, listen to her podcast. Her podcast is amazing. But she was talking today. She was doing like a coaching call almost, like someone like that. And so her quote was, and don't quote me, but like this is kind of the roundabout. We're all part of this crazy group of people who are pushing our businesses forward even after a year of fear. We are choosing to move forward. And if we are choosing to grow a business within a world of uncertainty, we've already won. Yes. It's beautiful. Yes. And I was I like, completely 100%. agree with that. Like, like I said, you and I were voice noting earlier and I said, like COVID businesses almost have a little bit of a leg up on businesses that have been around for decades because we have weathered the storm of this crazy year. And if we've managed to stay open, then hurrah to us. Yes. Yes. And even to bring it back to when you posted that reel of you, mm-hmm. I was one of the people who shared it. Yeah. And guys... It was actually very sad within hours of me sharing that. I, and I know influencers will say, I had so many of you messaging me. No, I really did have a lot of messages from other small shops. For one, some of them I didn't even know followed me. So sorry. Mm -hmm. um, Saying how strongly they felt that Mm -hmm. way since starting a business in COVID. Yeah. And how they had also been put down. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell these other small shops, I was like, first off, I got your back, sister. Uh I'm following you now. I'm here to support and share. And I do that because I know what a like, what a share, what a save can do. Yeah. And trust me, I can't purchase from every shop Uh when I'm here to do my part to be your community. Yeah. Right. If you get a sale. Huh? We can build our community. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, I... (sighs) It was sad. It was really sad that these women were feeling so disheartened. And it's 
if you're getting customers during a time where money is tighter, mm-hmm. where people are losing their jobs, mm-hmm. and you're managing to get a sale and create a customer base and give, there's something that they're missing out that other shops aren't bringing to the table. Uh-huh. There's a need that wasn't being met and you are here to meet it. And girl, I am here to high five you. Uh-huh. If you have been around for 10 years and you are still able to make it through COVID, you are doing something right. Yeah. Share with me your secrets and I'll high five you too. And that, I think there needs to be more of that. Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. It's, um, I think that people need to just listen to this episode and whether you agree with us or not, like, Take somebody under your wing. It doesn't cost you anything. You're not, I think that people are just afraid to give away their like trade secrets is what it comes down to, especially within photography. They're like, oh my gosh, I cannot show you like for me doing newborn photography. Like I cannot show you how I wrapped like that because like that's my wrap sister. Yeah. Brother. And there are things, there are things that are, I get asked I wish this wasn't weekly, but it's weekly, who my vendors are. I don't make the clothes. I'm not talented like that. Who are your vendors? And that's when I say here, I can't tell you who my vendors are because I've created that relationship Mm -hmm. with my vendors to a point where I'm sure they're sick of hearing from me, but I've created that relationship. And if you just jump in, that it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't be organic. However, here's a path to put you on. Yeah. so that you're not lost lost in the dark. Yeah. I can at least show you the path I took and whatever beautiful things you find along the way, mm-hmm. that means they're yours and you yeah. did that and you'll feel some sense of accomplishment when you find that diamond in the rough. Agreed. The diamond in the rough. I just watched that movie. Oh my gosh, <laughs> my favorite movie ever. Um, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Um Social media is a beast that can, what did you say earlier? It can chew you up and spit you out. A hundred percent. I feel like that all the time. I feel if you don't post on time and you don't interact and you don't do the hashtags you're supposed to do and then you don't do a story, well, then no one's going to, for a business at least, no one's going to look, no one's going to go click, no one's going to buy. And it's, it's exhausting. It's a lot. And I think people, I mean, like, I don't think you and I are like this, but I think a lot of people are like petrified of video they're petrified of stories they're petrified of reels and that is what people want now you look at the trends of like tiktok i get so deep into tiktok i look up and i'm like what day is it where am i did you know that tiktok has this thing i was talking about this yesterday with my insurance agent (laughs) i'm not kidding so get this she was shook um I had to find a picture of when I got my car that we're insuring. And I was like, oh, I posted about that on my Instagram. I can tell you the date. Like praises to Instagram for that because it saved me. But um, she burst out laughing. She's like, oh, my word. And I was like, and we started talking about, oh, yeah, have you gone down the TikTok hole yet? And she's like, I love TikTok. And I was like, I just joined. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, but I could sit there for hours. Well, you know, on Netflix, (laughs) this is bad. Yeah. You know, on Netflix, where it's like, hey, are you still there? Are you okay? You've been binge watching Friends for six hours. Are you alive? You know when it's telling you that? Like, yes, keep playing. <laughs> TikTok does that. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I've had it happen twice now. And it's a little TikTok ad that comes up, like a, a TikTok. Like when you're still on the app? When you're in the app, a video appears. And it's like, hey, 
hey, you should probably go hydrate yourself. You should go take a walk. You should go move your body. Like it's some person who's popping up telling you what to do. And it's from TikTok. And I'm like, oh my God, how long have I been scrolling? Like, I actually need to go pee. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for the reminder. And it's usually, I don't get to do that till my kids are in bed. So it's when you've crashed at the end of the night and you're like, I should be in bed. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. Go to bed. TikTok is it is so random so random like obviously there's an algorithm but like I don't just see the same people I see all the time on Instagram right so I'll just like scroll and my TikTok is full of animals like it must know me very well um there was a TikTok today (laughs) and it was this cat who was very unimpressed okay he was just sitting there very stoic his whiskers are just like amplified to the sides of the screen and this guy grabs a bobby pin and it's like a violin song and he's like playing this cat's whiskers with the bobby pin i know it's so stupid but i burst out laughing and this is why my feed is full of cats i don't even own a cat it's just so funny but like you scroll through tiktok and you're like you know workout video makeup video cat farm animals and it's just so random so it keeps me entertained forever because like netflix is or netflix oh my gosh <laughs> uh what other app are we talking about instagram oh my gosh instagram. but it's just it's all encompassing right i still if we want to really touch base on tiktok because i'm like not all really familiar either um i think the highest i ever got a video was like 3300 views or something i have six followers perfect <laughs> it's been a month <laughs> we're not there for creating content we're there for consuming but they also say don't do every app don't try to do oh, instagram no. facebook clubhouse tiktok blah 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 blah, blah, blah because you'll yeah. fail you got to pick one avenue and stick to it for me it's instagram yeah i prefer instagram yeah. i just like to sit there and mindlessly scroll when I can. My TikTok is all um, small business. And then tell me you're petty as mm, without telling me you're petty as mm. Oh. (laughs) So I'm just there for the drama. (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. I don't even think my husband's cooking channel pops up in my TikTok. He's not in my algorithm. But I've had Um, people message me lately. They're like, I've binge watched his Instagram now. He's hilarious. I did. I it's do. Kind of funny. That's what I do. Actually, he makes something and I'm like, TikTok. He went viral? At the beginning of um, um, the pandemic, as I opened TikTok, there's another flipping cat. That's so funny. Um, he did a video. I have to find it because he thought he was a celebrity. Um, I'm trying to open my TikTok, but it keeps playing Avril Lavigne. Okay, he had one. Oh my gosh. He had one that was, he was chopping onions like super, super fast. He was a chef like for years, like worked with Gordon Ramsay, chef. Um, and so he's chopping onions and he pretends to cut himself, but like he's not funny, you know? Um, he got 396,000 views on that oh, one. Crap. And then he did another one. Oh my gosh, it is the garlic one. I'm following him now. It is the garlic one where I told Jane, was it the first video? The first podcast we did where you stick some bulbs of garlic in a container? Yes. So that one got um, 217. He was walking around this house like he was Elvis Presley. And then he had another one, but it was 34,000. And then that was it. Um, I also threw him the roast chicken that he did this one on. Um, and the blooper reels from that. I like threw a roast chicken while trying to hold a phone, throw it at him. 
and it like hit the floor, it hit him. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not your videographer. Okay, buddy. Um, but this is what I mean. Like, I think the algorithm for TikTok used to be so easy. Like you just did a couple things because it was so new and you would go viral immediately. Um, I don't think that's the same anymore. I feel like you've like kind of gotten some things down pat. Um, so I'm not really like super big into TikTok, especially like posting content, but I think that, yeah, you need to choose one avenue within your social media and just like pour all your energy into it. Cause I think if you do a little bit on each app, you just don't have the same impact. It's, It's a lot of work and energy. Oh my gosh. I don't have the energy for it. No. I tried doing TikToks. If you follow my my shop account, I tried doing like an outfit change to show what's new in the shop. Do you know how long that takes? Forever. Hours. <laughs> like too long. And I have two children, especially when you're trying to do it with two children as well, who are interrupting constantly. By the end of it, I was like, that was a workout. Back in a corset. Well, I'm wearing my, my waist trainer. <laughs> it was a lot of work oh guys i'm telling you bridgerton is like a banshee underneath there she hot, <laughs> it's hot in here. um okay go my waist trainer <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what else we want to talk about with social media was there anything that we've missed um i can't think of anything it's also been a very long a chat long yes but i, I just think i think we need to just come back to the community over competition I think uh-huh. that if you actually mean what you say then say act on that so don't I think I think people could be a little bit in every avenue people can always afford to be a little bit nicer uh-huh. um, and to actually put their actions into work yeah put them that's not right put their words into action <laughs> stop trying to take others down it's not for one it's not a good look for two we don't forget no so next time you tell me i have no fashion sense and then you put my items in your store oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i mean like it's just crazy i mean it comes down to if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all it's true like keep your head down if you are that negative or catty as in like you just think the world is out to get you I don't think you should own a small business you need to check yourself you need to figure out exactly what you want and why you're so dang angry at the world thinking they were trying to take something from you um that'd be like my husband being mad that there are a million realtors there's not and I've said this a million years like again I've been doing this photography for years like this is coming into year 14 now for me and I just feel like there are customers for every single business yeah and people don't necessarily so again obviously your clothes are ridiculously cute but do I purchase just because your stuff is like so unique from everyone else not necessarily I purchase because I love you and I support you well, and I still shop at Old Navy, like exactly. because you have to, you have to have your your. What's the word I'm looking for? But something wasn't being fulfilled for me. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to continue buying thing like for me. I'll continue buying things from other stores uh-huh. because I like it. Uh-huh. When really I could get it from mine, totally. but I like it. Yeah. I like the convenience of it. Yeah. Um, and and. It seems silly to just seclude yourself. Well, I mean, one. 
it comes down to even photography. Like again, after all these years, like I've thought about hiring an assistant because it's a lot of work, a lot of work shooting, a lot of work editing. And then what it all comes down to is like, people don't want someone else. They built a relationship with you, regardless of what your business is. Like I'm sure people who purchase Rosie Joan bracelets do it because they love Shan, right? Mm -hmm. And so are her bracelets amazing? Yes. Is she different than any other bracelet shop in the world? No, but they love her. And so they're going to support her. It's no different than Honeydew. It's no different than my cotton and lace business page. And so, you know, like people, I, I have put it out there to the world, to my social media world. Like, how would you feel if like I trained an assistant, they were trained under me, they used the same presets and they're like, we want you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, guess what? I can't do it all. <laughs> the nice um, thing is though, as well, is you and I sometimes have shared clients. Mm-hmm. Because we have very different styles. Very different, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying we're the example out there. Yeah. But this is just a good example is we've helped each other. Yeah. I have said to you, hey, I know you worked with this interviewer before. How can I prepare best for her? Mm-hmm. That right there and, like, you helping me with that particular individual and vice versa yeah. is community. Because it wasn't filling your page. It wasn't filling your bank account. No. In fact, I was taking time away from you and from away from your business to be like, how did you help her best? Mm -hmm. How can I help her best Mm -hmm. to have the best experience? Because every customer comes in with a completely different expectation, Mm -hmm. right? That was community over competition because you weren't mad at me for taking out money out of your pocket. In fact, you were gung-ho for it, you know? And. I, th- I think more people need to start being like that. Again, like, that's not toot my horn. Toot, 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 toot. But I should toot it. Toot, toot, toot. I just feel like, again, I'm not a dramatic human at all. I've had my years where I was dramatic, but I'm not. And I feel like, what point? Like, if I was mad at you, then how would that affect me? Like, let's just run it through really quick. You have a client and I happen to see them on your Instagram. And I'm like, um... Jane Smith, I'm just going to use your name because you have like the most generic name. Um, Jane Smith was my client. What does Jane think she's doing, you know, stealing my client? Then what does that do? Maybe I'm not ballsy enough to like call you out on it and be like, how dare you? Which I would never do that. But then what happens? I'm mad. I'm stomping around my house mad. I treat my kids bad. I treat my husband bad. I bring that to my clients. And then our relationship is terrible. For, for and I'm sleeping like a baby on my piles of money from that client. <laughs> so, but like on the flip side, what I've chosen to do as a business is I love my clients. They are all like my family. And I literally would like only want the best for their photos. I know that my style is moody. And maybe from when I first started, I'm a lot moodier than I was, right? Even like I was doing a re-edit and I sent pictures to Jean. I'm way darker than I was even last year. That mood, that like authentic moment in that deep tone is like what I live for. And as you build your business, you'll learn and you'll niche down more every year, I feel like. Yeah. Um, And so for me, like... I know that my style has changed. So maybe I'm not for everyone or my prices have gone up. I've been doing it for 14 years. Prices probably should go up. Um, Not saying that Jane's like tremendously cheaper than me. That's not the case, but I'm just saying like, I've had a lot of clients who maybe like 
past $200 is just out of their price point. And so they've now looked at newer photographers, but guess what? I'm referring those new photographers, people who have taken like a camera basics course with me. I'm like, go see them. They're building a portfolio. They will do amazing work. And I know if they have a question, they're going to come to me with the question. So I'm still somehow involved in the process. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad that they came to see you. There's another girl in Calgary and she's incredible. And I've sent so much business to her, especially through COVID because I just couldn't keep up. Like this was my busiest year to date. I sound like I'm bragging. I'm not, I promise you. Um, it was just very condensed. <laughs> it was. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was condensed and like, especially like our typical shooting calendar year would mm-hmm. start like when snow melts, which is March, right? Until like October. Yeah. Take, right? Yeah. And then, you know, with COVID, like people were scared. And so like, I would say our typical shooting year pretty much started in what, like May, May until October. Mine was even tighter than that. Cause I had a baby on top of it. That's true. And for me, like I had basically, if you think about photographer studio stuff, like I had Valentine's Day minis, Easter minis, mommy me minis, all of these things that I had canceled. So now let's, again, just for examples, let's just say March 30th, I had 30 people in my studio for mommy and me, which they all were okay with that one day at the beginning when they booked it. But now they're not all going to move to another day. I have to now slot 30 people in different spots on different days. So I was so busy. And so I was just like shooting referrals out left and right to people. I'm like, go see this person. I trust them. Go see this person. And they all came back. They love their session. And now they know that if they can't get in with me, they have an amazing photographer they can use. Yep. And that's what I feel like our community should be. Yeah, it should I'm be. over the drama. <laughs> yeah, so much. I it. Oh my gosh. And rat. I love it to a degree. I love it if I'm not involved in it. Period <laughs> it to the great fine, but like not directly involved with me or like my friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When I can just sit back and watch it, like I'm watching The Hills back in what, 2007? In closing, what would you say would be your number one social media tip for somebody starting up, either a COVID business, I'm using bunny quotes too, or just like a business that's still 10 years in? Oh my goodness. So... I would just try and be consistent. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work, but even on my personal page, I've even had some paid sponsorships mm-hmm. um, because you have to be true to you. Mm-hmm. People and companies know when you are paying for your interactions. For sure. It's so easy to spot the ones who have paid. And so don't pay for it because if you only have 200 followers, Mm-hmm. but you're getting a 10% engagement rate. That's huge. Yeah. And a business would, would respond better to that than if you have a 10,000 um, follow rate, but only a 1% engagement. Mm-hmm. That's when we start to know, mm, yeah, you've paid for some. Hun. Oh, yeah. It's just, um, so if people are wanting to use social media in a business, like just be consistent Mm-hmm. for sure um and pick that niche that you love and stick with it my three accounts i know three's a lot but i have a photography one for people who want to see the photography i have my business for my boutique for people who want to see the clothes they don't go together 
They just don't. People who are hiring me for my photography don't care about my pajamas that I'm sleeping in. Where And then I have my main account, which used to just be like my private account. Sometimes I get a sponsorship deal, which is awesome because it provides for my family. And it's always something that we would use in our family anyway, like spoons and food, pasta. We're big pasta people. I've had some pasta sponsorships. The one I'm waiting for is Oreo. Um, but they like it because it's consistent. And I, I'm... I'm a nobody when it comes to social media. I My numbers are very insignificant, but just be consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll find, you'll find what your people want. They'll make it known what they want from you mm-hmm. because you'll see how, like on my personal page, people love it when I post pictures of my children. That's when I get engagement. That's when I get huge engagements. Oh my word, they're so cute. I know I birthed them. Like they're adorable. Um, and that's what people on my personal page want to see. So that's what I keep showing. People love that. And so just yeah, to answer your question. Yeah. Find your niche and just run with it. Yeah. Push for that. Um, and people will let you know. And don't yeah. be fake. No, exactly. One hundred percent. Yeah. What about you? What would you give? Um, I mean, like, I don't want to say ditto, but I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I would say be real to who you are. So if you're using, let's just say you're a photographer, if you're using, I mean, the beauty of being a photographer is you always have content to post. You always have images of your clients and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I know so many chats with like influencers and stuff. And they've said like, they always have to take pictures for their content. Like we just have it readily available as long as our clients are okay with us sharing. Yeah. As long as they can, I have to, my clients have to consent to that. Yeah. Like before I'm allowed to post it, they have to have consent. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, But I would say like always be consistently posting for sure. Um, I would say video, like show up in your stories. I don't think people realize that like reels, reels and stories, mostly stories because like there's talking and stuff, but that's like a peek behind the big stage curtain into what goes on between your, your life, whether that's motherhood, um, running a business, whether that's being a wife or a husband or whatever you are, um, what you do on a daily basis. And I think that people, that's how they fall in love with the person behind the business Yeah, is like getting that peek behind the curtain and people know I can't cook. And like twice this week, I've made TikTok dinners. And they both yes, I saw. Incredible. I don't cook ever. Like I high-fived my husband today. I was like, twice in a week? Yes. <laughs> um, but like people know that about me. So like their engagement on like some of these pictures of these food, they're like, oh my gosh, like you cooked that. That's like, that's amazing. People you've never even met know things about you. People know I love true crime. I've made that very apparent. Like I know one of our mutual friends always laughs whenever I post like a story of me watching a documentary. She's like, have you not watched that one before? <laughs> I'm like, probably, it's fine, whatever. I take something away from it. Um, but I think stories and video are crucial. I think people want to see the, the pictures and, or the, the videos behind like who you are. Um, again, like if you're doing like a personal Instagram, like, like you and I have, I think, you know, being consistent there. And like, for me, I'm real and raw. I talk about the hard stuff and I'm consistent with that. And I think that people expect that from me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like, I think video is key. The video is key. And I think that choosing an avenue. So for me, it's Instagram and by default, Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. 
all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're sync. But I think like TikTok's not my lane. It's amazing. It's great. Clubhouse, not my lane. It's amazing. Great. Um, Instagram is my is my thing. So I think yeah. they just choose a lane, stay in it, pour all your energy into it. That is my one piece of advice. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. It can really swallow you up. <sighs> Social media right really can. <laughs> and honest, just block people. Yeah, exactly. They're not filling your cup. It's okay to unfollow. If they're being negative, it's okay to unfollow. Um, you have the right to protect your mind. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're not doing that, um, unfortunately, no one else can help you there. Yeah. And you can, if you're not like, let's just say you don't want drama, but there's someone that's dramatic in your life. Um, dramatic, not traumatic. That sounded very similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you don't have to necessarily block or unfollow them if you don't want to cause more negativity. Mute them. Mute them. That's mute their stories and their posts. Mute them. They don't know, and it never yeah. shows them. And you just go about your life regularly, and you don't see anything of it. And you also have to mute the people in your life that are almost like trying to bring the drama. If you have a mutual person, just tell them, listen, I appreciate that. I appreciate that you care for me, but I don't want that tea. <laughs> Take it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? Otherwise, it's just you're going to get swallowed up. You're going to get chewed up and spat out. Yeah, 100%. 100%. With a mouthful of Oreos. <laughs> now that's a way to go. <laughs> oh We're still waiting for a sponsorship. Okay. Oh, my full God. Of Oreos, please. Yeah, my kid ate all of mine again. Okay, I have to, I'm going to have to do a story. I purchased the carrot cake ones the other day. You said you didn't like them. Uh, Well, it's an Oreo, so it's going to be good anyway. But like, I don't like carrot cake. And I love carrot cake. Oh, then you'll, did you like them? I haven't tried it yet. Okay. I've been eating the birthday cake ones. I got the birthday cake ones are delicious. And I remember around the 4th of July, they come out with firework ones that have like pop rocks in them. Yeah. Those are amazing. But guys, if you find them, this is my call to action. I'm not kidding, guys. You have to help me with this. I need to get to the north. I Well, I have a car. I'll get to the north. where the north is. They didn't specify in the video. I'm going to find it. The Lady Gaga Oreos. I'm not joking. I'm going to find that convenience store. Is it a convenience store or grocery store? It's a convenience store. Okay. I'm going to find it. Jen, I'm going to call you up and I'll get you a pack. We'll go for a I'm going to find it and I will somehow get them. But guys, if you find them before I post about it, you need to tell me. It's very important. Yes. Top it's notch. vital. Yeah. So that's what you have to take from this. This is, this is vital. Okay. Oh Consider it an early birthday present. Okay. Uh, love it. Her birthday is next month. But yeah. like very early. <laughs> very early. But I promise I will do a taste testing video and it will be worth it. I promise it will I be worth it. I love it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, it was a TikTok video that I saw and I sent Jane. And this guy, I don't know where he lived, but he's like, I had to drive all the way to the north of Calgary. That's how I'm feeling though, because I'm in the south. Yeah, I'm but like, like that's like a 45 minute drive. That's what people were saying in the class. Dude. The north is not that far. You're acting like it's another country. <laughs> All Sometimes it feels that north. way though, because it's so far. It's just the drive. You have to sit in the on the deer foot for forever if you go at the wrong time. And for me, I always, uh, it's just, 
it's it's i'm just i'm i live in the south i know the south i can drive around here without my gps on you know But I will find this. I will find them. And I will help you 100%. This is happening. Oh my goodness. All right. (laughs) Well, this was a fun episode. I hope you guys took something from it. Um, Sorry for the weird technical glitch that we had in the middle. Hopefully with editing, we won't even hear that. (laughs) And my husband sneezed. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We will hear Zach sneeze, but that's okay. Um, All right. We haven't come up with like an exit tagline yet. Let's just say from this one, just be a good human and practice what you preach and Oreos are life. (laughs) And on that note, and God save Megan and Harry. Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay, guys. Bye. Good night. Bye. Hey mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take in 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us, go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you can't even imagine. You guys are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.